0: dude i have had a fucking not even a day like a week like even before we get into the fucking episode i have to let the audience know it has not been my week my month my year it, it's been so shitty and so,
1: there are people dying
0: i i know here i have first world problems over here <laughs> so okay to, we have to take care of some business before we get into how shitty my life is as compared to people who actually have shitty lives. We are re-recording an episode. So full disclosure, I know we promised professionalism, but um, when we recorded when this episode... That? Never. So <laughs> <laughs> wait, when did you come visit? I can't even remember. When did you... It when was... When we recorded this one first.
1: It was in July? Yeah, because it was mm. dad's birthday. Yeah, because it was right after... We came back from Cabo, and then I had my
0: well, second What do you need to fucking shop. brag over here?
1: <laughs> hey, I got the diarrhea. Fucking jet or setting. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay, drink so, the um, water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so full disclosure, guys. Um, we recorded this back in July, uh, but while I was editing it, like the story of the recording itself is like a whole other story because. Oh man, it was like a lot of drinking. I'm pretty sure we both got alcohol poisoning. We were both sick. They were like my apartment got infested with gnats for no reason.
1: And then it didn't help. I threw I literally (laughs) I threw (laughs) up so much in your bathroom. (laughs) And you were so scared. You were like, Are you alright? And I was like, bro, trust me, I did this before when I moved. This is normal.
0: Yeah, so like when we nice first stuff. recorded this, it was like just a mess. And I tried saving it through the power of editing, and it just didn't work. So we're re-recording it. It's still going to be the first episode, but it's the most recent episode we're recording right now. So a weird timeline, but this is episode one. Uh, now that that's out of the way, let me tell you about what's been going on in my life. God, it's been so horrible. Not really. It's just been inconvenient. So Danielle was kind enough to give me her 3DS, which I've madly fallen in love with and I fell in love with it so much that I bought a little adventurer's (laughs) pouch, a Zelda's adventure pouch.
1: Did you lose it? No. So oh okay. (laughs) That is gonna be a sad story of how you're like, I'm so excited and then I dropped it in the mud and it got run over by a 14 and 18 wheeler or something.
0: (laughs) No so the one I showed you was the second one I ordered (laughs) because the first one I ordered got fucking stolen.
1: Where? (laughs)
0: Dude, okay, so on Amazon, when I purchased the Zelda Adventurers pack, which is the full name, is a whole story, but I, I put, like, give to reception on delivery because, you know, I don't want it on my front door. I live facing an alley, so they sent me a message at 2.30 p.m. They're like, your package is delivered, and they sent the picture of the package in front of my door. So I call my buddy, and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm at work. Can you just go pick it up, and when I hang out with you later, I'll get it from you? He's like, yeah, dude, no problem. He gets there at like 3.15, not even 45 minutes later, and it was gone. Like, he thought I was fucking with him. He was like, hey, man, there's no package here. Is this some kind of weird bit you're doing? I was like, what do you mean it's gone? Like, are you doing a bit? He goes, there's nothing here. I was like, who the fuck would steal that? Like, who's going to use a 3DS Zelda Adventurers pack? So I called Amazon, and they have this automated voice thing. Oh, God. And the whole thing was like, did you receive your zelda's adventurer pack for the 3ds and i was like no i didn't fucking receive it (laughs) so that happened and then today at work i don't know if you can see my hand i slit my knuckle open on a cooling fan while i was cleaning like a a a cooler the fan like caught my knuckle and like (laughs) (laughs)
1: like you go i was cleaning a cooling fan in the
0: cooler I'm like oh is that yeah. what it's for yeah that's what it does i don't know if you i don't know if you knew but a cooling fan cools things inside of a cooler but oh, i split oh, my, my knuckle God. open then i came home and i had a zoom meeting where i have to speak spanish for my what? class i got to talk to someone from like guatemala and as this is happening right before that happened my ceiling starts leaking in my bathroom <laughs> what? So I call maintenance and I'm like, "Hey, like my ceiling's leaking." And I thought they wouldn't come until like tomorrow or like, you know, Monday. He shows up like 5 minutes before my Zoom meeting, <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm glad you're here really quick, but also <laughs> I'm going to have to do this thing." So he's like in the background doing his thing. I'm very poorly speaking Spanish. It's it's just been chaotic. And then you're ready to record for once and like none of my shit was working like (laughs) it wouldn't recognize my microphone it was like can't access your camera you have too many things open i'm like nothing's open everything is closed why won't you just let me do this
1: (laughs) oh my god eric you (sighs) had an adventure
0: yeah not a zelda's adventures pack because someone fucking stole it i don't (laughs) know what they're gonna do with that
1: oh man i can't i didn't know they stole your first one that really sucks i know and i had to
0: wait 48 hours to order a new one or like you know get a uh, return for it
1: (laughs) sips red bull
0: (laughs) yeah and i have a shot of peanut butter whiskey because i happened to get the worst free booze thanks to my friend (laughs) what (laughs) kind is that
1: is it screwball
0: um no it's rebel stoke peanut butter whiskey
1: never heard of it
0: it's not good i had a good one (laughs) i can't remember what it was called but i i got it at a baby shower it was like, this really cute little mini bottle, and it tastes delicious. We want to take this real quick, and then you can update me on your life and the audience. Not that they care, but also, fuck you guys. Like, I know this is episode one for y'all, but this is, like, episode <laughs> five for us that we've recorded so far, and I'm already done. Like, I'm checking the fuck out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're not even on a consistent schedule yet. Like, there is no professionalism here. We literally, I don't even know. Oh, but anyway... <laughs> things that are going on in my life it's absolutely nothing um i did laundry <laughs> <laughs> archer my dog almost died um oh
0: yeah uh-huh. he had what did he have like typhoid what did he have i forgot
1: he did not have typhoid fever okay he had i can't even say it pa- pancreatitis oh or something no, i can't say, that Pink, I can't say <laughs> his that. little yeah his little pancreas was all inflamed and then poor bud his liver values were like too high so then if that went to shit and then his uh white blood cells blood blood cell count was too high anyway four hundred dollars later now he's just fine and being really rude to me so i don't think he (laughs) it. it's
0: like i saved a life to little fuck
1: (laughs) i know i was like you literally almost died but that's about it um applied for new positions within my job i'm trying to become no contact um no customer contact because i'm burnt out (laughs) i'm over (laughs) it i don't want to i don't want to talk to people anymore i mean i'll do it it's part of a job i'll do a damn good job at it but bro i'm like i'm done
0: (laughs) you know you know it's so funny so this is the first episode people are gonna hear however (laughs) on the fourth episode like, I just got done editing that one. We had just started our mm-hmm. new jobs, and you're like, yeah, so far it's not so bad. Like, <laughs> we We're all, like, jovial and happy. <laughs> so, look out, guys. When you guys get to episode four, actually, from this episode to episode four, everything's going to be fun. But right now, I think we're in a weird space where life has just kicked us in the nuts. So,
1: it Literally.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Somber Spirits, where we don't have a timeline <laughs> or any kind of fucking structure of anything. <laughs>
1: I didn't even think we introduced ourselves. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't even do the fucking intro. We <laughs> <laughs> just started ranting. I, just out. Went I went off on one. I might even. This is probably the last day in the episode. Uh,
1: well, hi. Hello. Welcome, everyone. This is Somber Spirits. <laughs> I'm Danielle.
0: <laughs> I'm Aaron. Uh, this is the show, our first episode <laughs> where we get drunk <laughs> and tell you spooky stories. And I also bitch about my life oh my! I, I just realized
1: that i was like wait this is the first episode and we didn't even introduce ourselves because we've already done it in the past other episodes but i feel like you still have to I don't know. yeah
0: well like <laughs> i said this is our technically our fifth episode so we've kind of already gotten to the groove of just going at it it's gonna be but, a little
1: flippy floppy when they post yeah we're just <laughs>
0: releasing this one first because we already said that the other episodes were two three and four and I'd be weird <laughs> if you <laughs> maybe we should stop saying the number of the episode. In case, this, in case this happens again. Oh god. Oh my goodness. Okay. So um where was I going with that? I have no fucking clue. Oh yeah, what are you drinking? You sent a picture, oh. but I was so frustrated with my laptop I, I didn't look at it.
1: Yes. Apothic Dark?
0: Ooh, I, I like that.
1: There. It's like a red blend Even mm-hmm. the little quirk like all it's black it's really cool um but that's not what's in my cup right now <laughs> it's a, it's a different the, wine.
0: what was the episode what? i don't even know if we kept it but there was an episode where you mixed two wines you're like well it's half of this <laughs> bottle and then like a splash of this bottle <laughs>
1: I was like, because I, I ran out of one i didn't realize i left like so i left like this much in one of the other bottles and i poured mm-hmm. it out and i was like what shit and it was like maybe like a knuckle high like it wasn't even that high um because obviously people listening can't really see the wine and so i was like that's not enough wine so then i cracked open another and just kind of mixed them i mean it, they were red blends anyway it's just a blend of more wine.
0: So <laughs> blend boy. but what's in that glass you're drinking right now
1: i don't remember
0: that sounds correct that's a good answer you win 200 dollars. but i'm also drinking a red blend it's called charles and charles I haven't John. tried it yet. So right now, I'm drinking a Red Bull and slamming a beer, because, boy, why not?
1: <laughs> why <and> uh, not?
0: <laughs> why not? So I think I I think I've done enough bitching. So I'm gonna go ahead and just dip into it. Do you remember anything about this case? Because at uh, that,
1: honestly, no, <laughs> I, I really don't. Though um, that's good. <laughs> like I I remember some parts of it. But then I was also like super buzzed, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm." And all I really wanted to do was play that the game we were playing, like where you cook.
0: Oh, overcooked.
1: Yeah, overcooked. Like I literally just wanted to play that game and go to sleep. But I was like, "No, we have to record." And then I kept like dissociating in the middle. <laughs> some <laughs> of the students, like you'd be talking, and I'd have my like, little glass, and I'm like, "Oh really?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I don't really know too much, and then I didn't even bother to look up, because I was like, okay, yeah, I don't want to
0: ruin it. That's good. That actually, that works for both of us. We're just going to get down to the nitty gritty, because it's the first episode. First episode of shenanigans. Woohoo! Oh my god. All right. So today I am covering the tragic life and death of Sid Vicious and Nancy Spungin. I think I definitely asked you this before, but do you know who Sid Vicious is, or anything about him?
1: Um, You asked me... (laughs) When you first recorded, it and I said no, and I'm going
0: to answer
1: the same way. I really don't know. <laughs> I forgot. Bro, awesome. okay. a lot's happened
0: <laughs> So um, Sid Vicious was the bassist for a uh, punk band called the Sex Pistols. And I got oh. super interested. Yeah. I got super interested in this because I saw a movie uh, based on him, which I'll get into later. But I'm going to go ahead and just like dip, just heads in, head first into the kiddie pool, crack my skull open. Let's do it, baby. Okay. Oh. So <laughs> you're like, oh. I
1: thought you're gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like a nice little, just a little. What is it? uh how, What do they do at Dairy Queen? They dip the cone into the chocolate. I thought you're gonna make it all sweet. You're like, I'm just gonna hit my head on the bottom of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> the crack of open. <laughs> like, damn <laughs> <you know. laughs> it! we become so hardcore. I'm over here right. thinking in my head. Like, ooh, Dairy Queen with the little, they do the little dip and the little, you're like, oh.
0: <laughs> That's how I do, or now I do. Did you hear oh, it? Yeah.
1: Did you hear the bloop? Look, listen. <laughs> Too little.
0: That's what she said.
1: Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Why did I become French there? For three seconds. Oh! <laughs> oh. Oh! <laughs> I've never laughed like that in my entire life. I'm embarrassed.
0: <laughs> Welcome to yeah. Sovereign Spirits. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Why'd you do the, the Italian most... <laughs> hand thing with the French laugh? Oh! <laughs> uh... This is why we don't get invited to nice dinners. i <laughs> just like, oh. <laughs>
1: we still even when we do go to nice dinners, like when our <laughs> when our thea and theo take us out we're still like oh, 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 oh.
0: <laughs> oh we're I like little what we get so nervous around fancy stuff that we have to make fun of it so we become children
1: oh speaking of fancy stuff i know you're about to start i'm so sorry
0: no but it's okay I, like i'm here when, for this
1: so michael and i would we went to go eat we went to go eat at this brazilian steakhouse and it's called brazo or something like that mm-hmm. and they give you well actually we went to fogo de Chao. we've been there a few times but the first time i ever went there so they give you these little like pinchers you know like little tongs little baby tongs oh okay and it's, it's where they just bring meat around they cut it off you eat you literally eat your heart out like you eat everything and with the tongs so and let me get to there <laughs> so i didn't know what the tongs were for so i was over here trying to pinch uh michael's nipple with the tongs. I was like, ah, <laughs> it's a very, you know, It's kind of a nice restaurant. So I'm over here, like, chasing him with the tongs. <laughs> the guy comes around with, like, he's like, oh, would you like a cut of this meat? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he starts cutting it, and I have the tongs in one hand, and then I'm trying to grab the meat with my bare hand. And he pulls the steak away from me, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> And then he pulls it towards me and I put my hand towards the steak, and he pulls it away again. Michael goes, no, you have to use the little tongs. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know how to act. But then that's when I was like, well, I guess this is how, like, you have to use little tongs to grab the meat and then put it on your plate and eat like that. And I was over here like, oh.
0: Like, <laughs> like oh.
1: Just literally trying to pinch his nipple. I was just like, that's <laughs> all I'm trying to do at this fancy dinner right now. <laughs>
0: You're like oh cool they gave you a little nipple pin that's nice
1: <laughs> yeah because it has like three little hands they're like this mm. like i like, know exactly what you're talking about yeah like
0: like a little chicken situation yeah exactly yeah
1: well it's, it's not really like a claw it's more like like it's round i don't know how to explain it but anyway yeah. i was just like wow i just ruined this whole fancy dinner trying to be a caveman and grab it with my hand this is at medieval <laughs> times um, oh okay, yeah,
0: okay, yeah okay we need to get to it we're like 20 minutes in okay i want to cough really oh, loud. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was so gross i need to spit this out i have phlegm
1: oh no who's phlegm he's a phlegm boy he's a phlegm boy in a phlegm world flammers flandersons phlegm <laughs> What the fuck are you saying?
0: (laughs) I walk away for like 0.5 seconds and I walk in on Flimberson?
1: It's the name of your spit.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. Since this is episode one, we should probably make it clear that um, we are recording distantly because she lives like hours away. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would keep forgetting this is the first episode. Like I said, we've gotten kind of used to this little thing, but not really. Um, (laughs) Clearly. We're professional?
1: We so professional don't forget we keep keep up with everything when's our first Uh, release date
0: honestly i was shooting for november 20th because that's like the year anniversary of the conception of the podcast Mm. so theoretically this will be coming out november 20th ish maybe earlier depends on when i get it done editing it okay so all right i know yes i don't want to digress anymore but we literally have done this so many times where we're like, oh yeah, this is maybe like just a short episode, probably fifty minutes, and then it's like fucking two hours
1: <laughs> for real. All
0: right. So Sid Vicious. Sid's birth name was John Simon Ritchie. He was born in Lewisham, England, in 1957. His mother Anne joined the Royal. I hate ours. This is... I hate ours. The Royal. The Royal Air Force. <laughs> <The royal apples. laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <you're fine. clears throat> His mother Anne, remember that name cuz I'm going to be saying it a lot and I might forget that that's the mother. So, okay. uh, Anne joined the Royal Air Force after dropping out of high school. Like this seems sort of cool. It's like, okay, she drops out of high school, joins the air force. She is a piece of human garbage and we'll you'll find out later. His father, who was also named John, was a guardsman at Buckingham P- Palace during the day, and at night he played, tr- he played trombone in a jazz band. So his father was a musician as well. Unfortunately, after Sid was born, um, his father John left the family, and Anne and Sid moved to Spain in uh, 1965, where Anne married Christopher Beverly. Six months after the mayor, or six months after moving back to England, Sid's stepfather died of cancer, so Anne has not had much luck with men. Um, I tried doing some more research as to like the specifics of his stepfather, like what cancer he died of or like what happened, but I couldn't find nothing. so uh, Sid's relationship with his mother kind of went downhill from here. so after the death of his stepfather, things were just like not chill. Allegedly, his mother used to use Sid to smuggle uh, hash from uh, Spain to England. So she would, like, tuck blocks of hashish in his, like, uh, like kid bag or diaper bag. And he was like oh, a wow. drug mule. Yeah. And that's how they made their living, was she was selling pot and, like, drugs that she would smuggle using her child. So she's not Mother of the Year, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like You could say that. Uh. This is uh, not um, doing so well. His mother's own addiction um, to heroin and his early exposure to drugs would later play a huge role in his life. The two lived in uh, multiple places around England. Like they just moved around all the time and Sid attended a few different schools until finally attending Hackney Technical College, which was a very pivotal point in Sid's life because this is where he would meet his uh, best friend and future bandmate, John Lydon, AKA Johnny Rotten. The two became quick friends uh so this is another john so it's sid's real name is john his real his father's name is john and his best friend's name is john so i'm gonna try to keep it all together here but well i'll just call him all John yeah <laughs> actually that comes in later but um so john yeah. Leiden, i'm just gonna call him Leiden so we don't get everything mixed up Leiden describes what? sid as a david bowie fan and a quote-unquote clothes hound claiming quote it would be midwinter and bitter cold outside he wouldn't wear a jacket because he'd buy this new shirt or something he had to be seen in this shirt end quote so sid even though being like a punk rock icon was sort of a fashionista you know he was like hey girl like look at <laughs> me my stuff
1: <laughs> you know all so, i can think Wearing the shirt out in the cold, and the nipples are hard as rocks, and just the pinchers. <laughs> now that's a i just, of you know. Gosh, did just? And like and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's in Twilight, where I know, no, <laughs> in Twilight, like whenever, what's that? That one vampire where he's like, ah, young Bella, and he goes, ah. Oh,
0: <laughs> what's his name? I know the actor, I know. but I can't think of his actual or his like character name. <laughs>
1: that's what i would do see him in the shirt see?
0: <laughs> so sid was out here mad nipping uh with his dope ass shirt no he just loved fashion like he was really into like what he wore and stuff like that but around this time sid and Lydon started becoming friends while this is also happening sid and his mother started to not become friends when sid turned 16 years old and had gifted him can you guess what she gave her 16 year old probably son?
1: A bigger purse so she c- he can carry more drugs
0: close she gave him a bag of <laughs> heroin <laughs>
1: <laughs> she gave him the actual drugs to use yeah she's like yeah. you've where you earned it <laughs>
0: <laughs> you made it to 16 good job kiddo but then also to further show how shitty she is after giving him a bag of heroin at 16 a few months later she kicked him out of the house
1: she's like you were a good mule goodbye <laughs>
0: yeah So she recalled the incident in an interview way later for The Guardian in 1988, stating, quote, I remember saying to him, it's either me or it's either you or me, and it's not going to be me, end quote. Which, whatever that means, I mean, I don't know what was going on in their home life, but apparently it got down to the point where she's like, hey, it's either me or you, and you're fucking leaving. she kicked him out.
1: Those were the only two options? Like, what other ultimate, just what... You know, most of the time there'd be like another, like a boyfriend or like, you know, something. It's either going to be me or him, mom. But no, it's like son and son and mom. This is the only (laughs) ultimatum it's either me or you. Get out of here. It's like, hold on, wait. (laughs) 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 Hold on. Another
0: way. She's like, nope. (laughs) That's okay. Well, she's a little cuckoo. Sid's rebuttal to her saying that was, I've got nowhere to go. And she said, quote, I don't care in clothes
1: you know does she become homeless or something because i hope every time she microwaves her spaghetti it stays cold forever because she's an awful person
0: <laughs> that is such a specific like curse <laughs> every, time such... she...
1: <laughs> every time every so time she ties relatable. her shoes they, they never tie every time <laughs> she walks past a doorknob her shirt gets stuck on the side <laughs>
0: oh my god that's literal hell that's actual hell
1: every time she tries to pop her popcorn it never works
0: (laughs) yeah there's like a handful of just kernels at the bottom of the (laughs) oh Uh, but keep her in mind because she does come in at the end of the case so just keep her in the back of your head i gotta burp again you're welcome audience uh, so, John Lydon, his friend, would later describe Sid's mother as a, quote-unquote, oddball hippie. So, she was kind of just like a vagabond. Like, she kind of just was, I, I guess, weird uh, at the time, at least. So, after being kicked out, Sid started crashing at Lydon's place with two other people. And this is where it gets um, the Johns' come back. So, he's living with John Lydon, John Gray, and John Joseph Wardle.
1: It's just a big john party
0: yeah they're johnning yeah. it up they they're were actually jawning. yeah they were known as the four johns that's what their little squad was called
1: what that's all they could come up with <laughs> it
0: was the best they could do
1: <laughs> that's all they got behind their back pocket <laughs> you're like we can't come up with any more nicknames bro For the four johns <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we got four johns that's a fucking name <laughs> i don't know why i went like super theoretic. I'm like the four johns huh <laughs> oh okay so uh i keep saying so i'm gonna have to edit that out so i just did it again. again mm. gonna have to edit that out who cares you're right fuck it it's our show
1: who's gonna like who who's gonna call what are they gonna do you say so too much so <laughs> 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 that's your only response back so
0: it's a speech then- impediment <laughs>
1: Well then, don't listen, Mister. So a lot.
0: <laughs> I like how again timeline. This is the first episode, and we're attacking the audience. <laughs> but I don't like listen.
1: <laughs> no, actually, please listen. Um, all four of y'all. Or if, you know what? I'm being a little bit, a little bit too ambitious there. It just the you know, thank you for listening, our one little listener. Thanks, mom. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, mom. Thanks, Love thanks, mom it. and dad. <laughs> Keep listening, it's gonna get worse. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the story. According to Leiden, uh, him and Sid would make money by playing music on the street, with Sid often just banging on a tambourine. The pair would play Alice Cooper cover Alice Cooper covers and just like whatever was popping at the time. As a matter of fact, they were so bad at playing music on the street that people would pay them to stop playing. (laughs) Like that's a lot of money. Yeah. Wow! Weird because they beca- oh, don't. <laughs> okay, Owen Wilson. <laughs> her child. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Oh. While living with Leiden, this is where. Well, while living with the four Johns, I should say, or the three Johns, this is where Sid would get his famous nickname. Because I mean, you know, you got four Johns, you can't all be called John. You got to give him a nickname.
1: Who <laughs> took a shit in the bathroom last? It was John. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> all three of them. Like, John. <laughs> We'll never
0: know. Uh, So he got his nickname while living with these people. Uh, He had been petting Lydon's pet hamster, which was named Sid, after Sid Barrett, who was the co-founder of Pink Floyd. And uh, he got bit by the animal and he like throws the hamster down. And He said, Sid is really vicious, which Lydon found funny because he described the hamster as, quote, the softest, furriest, weediest thing on earth, end quote. And thus, that's how Sid Vicious got his name, because they just thought it was funny that he was like, oh, Sid's Vicious. And they're like, ah, that's your name, Sid Vicious.
1: Well, it stuck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it stuck. He became a legend. So a little side note, during during this time, Chrissy Hind, who is the lead singer of a band called The Pretenders, was trying to find a way to stay in England because her visa was up. She's an American. I don't know if I I probably didn't mention that. Um, she was an American staying in England and her visa was up, so she hashed up this plan to marry Sid for work, for a work permit, stating, quote, it was a sham to keep me in the country. I did pay Sin like two pounds or something. That's just how Sid was. He wouldn't do anything for nothing, but it was a lark. That's the way we were, end quote. So the marriage never happened, however, because the day they were supposed to go to the office to like officiate the wedding or whatever, it was closed. Then the following day, Sid was due in court for stabbing somebody's eye out with a glass.
1: Oh my god, that's my worst fear. (laughs) Oh
0: my god, Um, that's a whole other story that I need to tell. But I'm not going to tell it on the first episode, you have to keep listening to um, that story. I
1: know, eyes and fingernails are just like, they do it for me. If you, like if somebody told, like if I had the secret combination to destroy the whole entire wor- world and someone was like i'm just gonna gouge your eye out i'd give it to them right then and there i'll be like just do it <laughs> we're all gonna die <laughs> it's fine Ooh. like i oh or nails <laughs> if they're like i'm gonna rip off your nail
0: like that scene <clears throat> in texas chainsaw massacre like the the remake where they're dragging him up the the stairs remember and he's clawing at the yes. walls and yeah that I- seemed like fucked me up
1: yeah because i made you watch it when i was a kid
0: yeah, because you were the actual devil, but it's fine.
1: Um, excuse me. First of all, it's a devil. So, <laughs> so weird. Anyway, okay, We'll so talk he about that. Someone's
0: in aisle that. with a glass, and he didn't get married. Um, I keep burping. Sorry, guys. Uh, she was also. Thank you. She was also so this. What was her name again? Chrissy. So she was the one who gifted Sid his trademark padlock. So if you look at images of Sid Vicious, he. I'll put some on the Instagram post for me. The whole thing, but he has a trademark like padlock necklace that he always wore and didn't take off. And she's the one who gave that to him, so that's why I kind of threw her into the story because it's just kind of iconic hashtag icon- iconic hashtag grow boss hashtag. Oh. <laughs>
1: hashtag <laughs> anyway. girl boss. oh, I see it, yeah.
0: Oh, you're looking it up, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron in the YouTube cool. video, uh, edit a picture of said vicious here. There you go, guys. That's him. Uh, before you- your foot. <laughs> You saw my butt?
1: <laughs> no, I said it's all going to be your butt, not. Sid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put like a picture of John Stamos or something.
1: <laughs> Rick roll everybody.
0: <laughs> um, this is back to like the original story. That was just a little side note. Uh, before joining the Sex Pistols, he also played drums for Susie and the band- Banshees. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that band. These are all kind of like old seventies. Bands, sort of like late 70s, early 80s. Uh, he played drums for Susie and the Banshees, uh, Banshees at their first gig at London's 100 Club in 1976. Over time,
1: over you know, time,
0: over time, Sid's drug addiction only got worse. Uh, see, this is why I can't make fun of things because, like, I, <laughs> I started out goofing off, and I'm like, over time, Sid got more into drugs. <laughs> And You're nice like, do y'all
1: hear that? Is anybody laughing? Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> also, we should probably make this as like a statement. When we make fun of stuff and laugh, we're not making fun of the actual crimes. This is a comedy show and we're drinking. So it's kind of just, you know. It it's, cut we're system.
1: drinking some giggle juice. Like, what do you? I don't know.
0: Oh, this I'm a sassy the... bitch when I drink wine. Don't even get me started.
1: My giggle juice,
0: first of all. Hmm. So uh, Sid's drug addiction got worse. I'm going to bring it back down. Uh, it got so bad that there's this one infamous story of him and the bass player from the Ramones, uh, who was named D. Ramone. Apparently, the two entered a bathroom completely covered in vomit and Sid nonchalantly stuck his syringe into the toilet bowl, drew water from it, and then injected a form of amphetamine into his body. Ew! Yeah, yeah, he, uh, I'm surprised he died when he did. He <laughs> probably died a lot earlier. Um... <sighs> Yeah, that's like straight up dysentery. I
1: like, I don't even know what to say. is disgusting.
0: You don't do that. We're over anymore.
1: here. Like, <laughs> oh, you do it. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Ew.
0: Yeah. I oh. just like. I just okay. like a drink out of the toilet.
1: Oh wow! Oh, so does my dog.
0: Okay, well, your dog has the right idea because it's just like never in <laughs> water. Just like doesn't stop.
1: You flush it, it comes right back. Yeah. Like I don't get it. No. <laughs>
0: Okay, so that was like a little bit of background of Sid. That was like just his backstory, how he got started, kind of his whole deal. This is him when he actually joined the Sex Pistols, which was a band that was already established before he had joined. But uh, I'm just going to get into it. So while Sid was in and out of various bands, as well as therapy for suicidal thoughts, uh, trigger warning, probably should have said that before I said that, but here it is.
1: <laughs> He's hitting all laughter they're probably like damn bro <laughs> you done triggered it dude yeah, i know
0: i'm so sorry I'm, I'm new to podcasting all right
1: listen we're Warning. not professionals we are no. sorry for things that we do or say um that may offend people or maybe trigger warnings um but you know what
0: our okay, one bro, and only post on the instagram <laughs> is like us proclaiming to not be professional <laughs> oh okay okay we're okay. good. so okay while he was in and out of bands and therapy for trigger warning yeah comments out there suicidal thoughts uh john Lennon, now known as johnny rotten had formed a band with steve jones paul cook and glenn matlock called the sex pistols sid allegedly attended every single gig that they ever played like he was always there that's his homie he's like yo i'm backing up my friend unlike my friends who only go to you know one gig every blue moon but that's okay we'll talk about that later
1: <laughs> oh the shade uh, oh they, the shade they
0: won't listen to this i say that they all listen, listen and they to me. text <laughs> <you>? <laughs> they're probably the only like, ones bro. listening like hey
1: they're like bro we're trying to support you and you just
0: threw us under the fucking bus <laughs> <laughs> you're like, like yeah, hashtag girl me. balls <laughs> 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 hashtag get on my level
1: hashtag yeah, i'm we, famous now
0: <laughs> they're, they're gonna like listen to episode one like yeah we were gonna support you but after that shit we're done we're
1: all giving you one star if we could zero yeah. stars fucking <laughs> okay, youtube
0: uh so he uh, they, he went to every single gig so when the original bassist uh glenn matlock left the band in 1977 sid was the first and only choice to replace him there was only one problem though homeboy couldn't play bass in fact allegedly his bandmates would unplug his amp during shows on occasion because he was that
1: bad damn he was just there for show like he was just oh you're just gonna be the pretty little barbie in the background he
0: (laughs) really was because when you look up like he was like the punk icon like when you think of punk rock they always like sid vicious is like the the poster boy for punk so he really was just an image on stage he really wasn't a great musician uh, actually I'm going to get into that right now thank you for saying that uh, other times he would often play with a broken instrument on their debut album uh, which is called Nevermind the Bollocks Here's a Sex Pistol Sid only played bass on one song the rest were played by guitarist Steve Jones due to the fact that Sid was hospitalized with hepatitis C which he contracted from using drugs
1: from the damn vomit toilet
0: yeah he got it from the vomit toilet That's
1: disgusting
0: Gotta sip my wine. Uh, Sorry, my mouth is getting dry. I'm still not used to talking this much because I just don't ever speak ever. So (laughs) I run out of breath uh, quickly.
1: Yes. Okay. So I I am looking. Why does that guy look like Ron Weasley? First of all.
0: Oh, John. So I'm
1: looking. (laughs) I I don't know. The redhead. I guess it's a black and white photo. So, but in this picture, he looks exactly like Ron Weasley.
0: Wait, who'd you look up?
1: Sex Pistols. Because I was like, wait, is he just like. Because I wanted to see, because how I said he was like the. He's the pretty girl in the back. We're just going to unplug your face and just. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not really going to play. But yeah, he was like, he was the most. Not my type, but I guess the most attractive out of all of them. (laughs) Because, like. That's not my type at all. None of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are not playing matchmaker. You have a boyfriend.
1: <laughs> Listen, you're right.
0: <laughs> Over here, like, yeah, these guys from the 70s punk band, not my type. Like, clearly. <laughs> Archer's uh, grown. So, oh, bah, where was I? Oh, yeah, so he was bad at bass. He only recorded one song because he had hepatitis C. Like, he was just already on a downhill stumble, pretty much. Uh, The band had managed to secure a number one single in the UK, but were banned in the country for controversial songs such as God Save the Queen. As a result, the band headed to America for their first and last U.S. tour. During this tour, things began to fall apart for the band, as well as Sid, in case they weren't already. His heroin habit only grew, and he began to lash out violently on stage. At this one instance, he hit a fan over the head with his bass. i don't know the circumstances but as a person who's been on stage i get it i'm de- i'm defending him
1: he just ronnie radke did with the
0: damn <laughs> oh my god he totally did
1: <laughs> i'll never forget he did that because i was like oh man i really liked ronnie radke and he's hitting people with his damn microphone <laughs> <laughs> he just he sits wow. out there hitting people with bases
0: yeah, he maybe he took a cue from, um, or took a note from Sid. He's like, hey, if this guy can do heroin from a toilet, I can throw my mic stand at people. While on this U.S. tour, after various inc- or incidents involving drugs and violence as well as tension within the band, the group split up in 1978. They were only together for like a year. <laughs> uh, despite his destructive behavior, his close friends described Sid as a completely different person, saying, quote, he had a brilliant sense of humor, he was goofy and sweet end quote after the band dissolved sid decided to attempt a solo career alongside his new manager who had been in his life during this whole period but i'm gonna introduce her now the infamous nancy Spungen. <laughs> yeah 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 she <laughs> she is she's something i would compare her to courtney love but i'm gonna do that later in the notes so yeah
1: i hate so, her already Na-
0: Oh, good. Keep hating her. Well, actually, I don't know. I, I, I've i conflicted myself on this one. I, I'm going to just continue with the story, then we'll get back to whether I hate her or not. Okay. Gotta breathe. Okay, so Nancy Laura Spungen was born on February 27th, 1958, in Philadelphia at the University of Pennsylvania Hospital to Frank and Deborah Spungen. Uh She... Even as a child, she was already problematic. She was born with ser- severe cyanosis thank you thank you thank you which is a bluish or purplish discoloration of the skin due to tissues near the skin so she like nearly died from oxygen deprivation by being <sighs> choked by her umbilical cord yeah she was like oh. already riddled with complications from birth
1: she was already <laughs> never mind.
0: Well, i don't know i mean i can take it out if you if you don't if it's really bad
1: you, you, you probably yeah you probably have to take it i was gonna say she was kinky from the start <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm gonna have to fucking really think about that one that's really funny
1: <laughs> she's just ready for that crazy lifestyle right out the womb man <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's like i'm she, here for
1: <laughs> she's like wow what a thrill <laughs> Not even two seconds old. This um. <laughs> is like, where's the handcuffs, baby? <laughs> She's like, well, they're, like how, they're like, how's this baby speaking full sentences? <laughs>
0: Nancy, no, stop. <laughs> the doctor spanks her whenever she gets out of the womb she's like she ooh <laughs> yeah. she's like ooh again <laughs> after that whole mess with the umbilical cord and almost dying she apparently suffered no brain damage although i think is a little debatable given you know later when i describe her life but i digress the spongins, so have a little background about her family were described as a typical middle-class Jewish family living in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Her father was a traveling salesman and her mother would later go on to own an organic food store. So Go Debbie, you're out there being progressive. I don't Wow, she's a this. boss girl. Yeah, she was like a hipster before hipsters were things. So Go Deb. Uh Nancy was a handful and a half from birth.
1: <laughs> every time. Every time.
0: <laughs> what? <Well, laughs>
1: Start to say your name you take the biggest gasp like you're an unsound, un, like you, you're so upset with her and her life choices you're like fancy oh, <laughs> like damn
0: <laughs>
1: you're like god
0: oh, okay know. i'm trying to do it without saying her name with disappointment no keep on it's great so from birth to adulthood she was just like such a handful she supposedly was a very difficult baby much like <laughs> her, having being said to throw in insane crying fits and temper tantrums hey. late into childhood
1: hey now hey hey that's that's a low blow man
0: I, they left you I, I was, in a church <laughs> i was so quiet i was such a silent boy
1: <laughs> that's true that's why he fell asleep my grandma or our grandma sorry i'm used to being an only child <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> our grandma and our mom left him in the church they drove off and then they had to go back and get him but yeah i i actually did cry cry a lot it was kind of embarrassing
0: her temper tantrums were so bad that she was prescribed a barbiturate or barb i can't even pronounce it barb what did you call me
1: <laughs> did you say a barbitch you went no
0: <laughs> i can't i know it's really weird, i think so good. but it's a depressant like it's uh to curb her violent behavior they basically prescribed her oh. i don't i can't think of the adult equivalent but they gave her drugs to make her less violent as a child as an oh. adult nancy was known to be extremely loud and infamous for her fondness for screaming which was evident even as a child her mother once said quote i know it's normal for babies to scream but nancy did nothing but scream end quote <laughs> So, uh, along with her excessive screaming, she was also very violent. Homegirl was just, like, on a rampage. At a young age, she allegedly threatened to kill a babysitter with a pair of scissors.
1: Oh, what fun.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the (laughs) circumstances is, but she was just like, yo, I got these safety scissors, I'm about to throw it into your jugular.
1: Damn, they're dull, too. That hurts more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gotta put some force behind it. You have to. she, She even attempted to attack her psychiatrist and even once attacked her mother with a hammer.
1: man. It was an umbilical cord, man. It set her off.
0: (laughs) She just started the world wrong. (laughs) I'm thinking, like, she must have suffered some type of neurological damage during this whole, like, almost dying as a baby. Like, it must have cut off some oxygen to her brain or something. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but... frontal
1: lobe just never fully developed. Like, it just... (laughs) She's missing... I don't know. That's
0: out here trying to kill everybody uh, giving her her erratic behavior her parents quickly enrolled her into a therapeutic boarding school which she ran away from and attempted trigger warning suicide at at 15 by slitting her wrist with scissors
1: mm-hmm.
0: after this attempt a psychiatrist diagnosed her with schizophrenia uh this diagnosis is not necess- like confirmed i couldn't really find any medical records because I don't know if that's legal. I don't know if I could legally access her medical records, but uh, from one one of the sources I found, they said she was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Despite all of her things going on, it was said that she actually excelled in school. Even though she was expelled at 11, later in life, she actually did really well up until then. Um yeah, I mean, she did okay, so she was expelled, but she did so good that she was able to attend college at 16 because she went to another school and you know, she was actually really smart. She just was not little shithead yeah she was a troublemaker yeah Uh so she attended college at 16 however this didn't last long because five months later she was arrested for buying pot from an undercover cop and oh. storing stolen property in her dorm room yeah what is she still i don't know i couldn't find out like they didn't all the sources see that's the problem with doing cases this old is they don't give you a whole lot of detail of stuff because i mean i guess they just didn't write it down i don't know
1: oh mm-hmm. it well, makes sense
0: but there's uh two accounts of what happened uh some sources say she was expelled other sources say she dropped out regardless by the time she was 17 she found herself as a groupie living the lifestyle of just following bands uh, following bands all over the place and eventually ended up migrating to london on arrival she was generally regarded as you guessed it loud obnoxious and unlikable <laughs>
1: oh damn that poor girl (laughs) damn your glass is full
0: (laughs) i don't want to refill (laughs) i just want to have like a big glass i can keep sipping
1: i'm over here just like (laughs) woohoo
0: it's with my chalice it's a nice little they they can't see this people who are listening but it's like a nice little goblet The goblet of (laughs) file.
1: is it the chalice that i got you with your name engraved on it
0: no i use that for beer
1: oh okay a lot yeah. of fun
0: <laughs> so anyway this is where like my um simp- this is why i sound disappointed whenever i say her name because she had so much potential she might have been you know she might have had like schizophrenia which is something she's not uh, in control of but she's still just like such an abrasive person for no reason anyway the other groupies in the scene despised her however many musicians largely accepted her because she was because of her ability to procure heroin, the drug of the time. After a failed attempt to hook up with Johnny Rotten, which was the lead singer of the Sex Pistols, she turned her attention to our sweet boy and, you know, (laughs) little badass. Not my
1: little, little Sid Sid.
0: Yep, she turned her attention to Sid in 1977, and then from then on, the two were described as inseparable, and things quickly blew up. And not in a great way. On looker, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I turned Minnesota in there. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll betcha. You'll betcha. <laughs>
1: Jeff, you betcha.
0: Um, where That's was that? Uh, there oh, were the
1: pedestrians
0: or something? Pede- well, they are technically pedestrians. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the two were just. Okay, yeah. Here, I got it. They were called, or they were described as inseparable, and there was just one. Um, situation where an onlooker kind of described their dynamic so i'm going to like describe what they said happened so there's this one time uh, a girl like a groupie was fawning all over sid like she was just all over nancy's mans just like you know doing her thing and nancy instructed sid to throw her down a flight of stairs and he did oh my Without god questioning threw this random wow. girl down a flight of stairs she didn't die so okay <laughs> but still i mean I, i've dated people I've, if, if anybody i've dated asked me to throw someone down a flight of stairs i would have not done that
1: i mean depends on the person no I'm <laughs>
0: <laughs> she says pouring more wine
1: <laughs> i mean if that person's a piece of shit by all means Shove him down well, with the steps.
0: That's <laughs> true. I don't know the background of this groupie. Maybe she yeah, was a little, right. you know, rap scallion. But <laughs> Sid was described as a knight in rusty armor. Uh, so, continuing with their relationship, their shared addiction to, addiction to drugs and destructive behavior led to a tumultuous, tumultuous relationship that would eventually take both of their lives. Ooh, now we're getting into it, sort of. I guess an hour in, an hour in, we're finally getting to the actual case, sort of.
1: Woohoo!
0: I know. Oh, we promised them spooky stories, and I'm basically just giving them a biography of a band.
1: <laughs> I know, bro. They're going to be like somber spirits, and we always say spooky, spooky, and we're like, this part that got murdered. <laughs> Shit went down. Well, I mean, we're going to cover a little bit of everything. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just found this interesting. I thought it'd be a really cool opening case, just because, I don't know. I thought it'd be cool. And also, he's part of the 27 Club, so... Just a little side Aww. note if you guys ever want me to continue with this type of series, I can maybe maybe make like a mini series of like covering Kurt Cobain, Jim Morrison, Jazz Job. Like, I, I can cool. keep doing this. Yeah, we'll just see where this goes. Uh, if you guys prefer more like actual cases, I'll stick to those. But, you know, as an opening, I thought I'll kind of dip my toes in the water. As opposed to me saying earlier in the episode, I'm going to dive in head first and crack my Uh, skull open.
1: I know. I'm like, you really contradict yourself there, bud.
0: Hey, if it's one thing I can promise is I won't be consistent.
1: Oh, that's true. (laughs) We won't be consistent at all. We'll probably start like a part one of a big long ass story and have a bunch of minisodes in between and just be like, oh, bro, we're supposed to go back to that story.
0: (laughs) Part two comes out a year later. I uh, by the way
1: i'd be mean, like thanks for hanging on so long here's part
0: two. <laughs> Oh god uh, okay so the two moved into a flat in west london where they basically were just doing drugs and trying to fend off the police because the police knew that they were in a drug house but you know that was they were like whatever this is their lifestyle during this time the sex pistols were finding themselves gaining some momentum however the relationship between the bandmates and nancy was rough with a capital r the manager for the pistols whose name is malcolm mclaren later admitted to trying to have her kidnapped and put back to- <laughs> let me finish i know i paused there for a minute but he, he he admitted to trying to have her kidnapped and put back on a plane to new york like he was trying to get her out of london he was like "No, nope, this girl is bad news bears she's got to go and the group did manage to have her banned from the 1978 u.s tour which as i mentioned earlier he responded by behaving erratically and showed how poorly he would functioned when left to his own devices. He would later go on to a bender that led to a methadone overdose and his hospitalization hospitalization. I can't fucking
1: hospitalization. I don't even know what that's, I said right
0: here. I mean, that's close. So anyway, <laughs> long story short, whenever they took Nancy away from him, he like lost his shit, went crazy, ended up over ODing, got hospitalized. That's the word in Queens, New York. And after his OD, the band eventually called it quits. So these are the events after his OD and the band deciding they're not gonna be a band anymore. He got reunited with Spongeon following his discharge from the hospital and the Lovebird's journey to Paris. Oh! <laughs> 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 so they moved to France to film this um mockumentary. It was like a, a movie kind of that was supposed to be a documentary, but it was also like a joke film. It was like some art film. I think it was called the great rock and roll swindle. But anyway, they moved there to film this movie. The couple again, dissolved into mayhem with vicious preferring to shoot up in his hotel instead of joining the production. When he did leave the room, um, this is a story which was recalled by the director, Julian temple. When Sid would leave the room, Nancy made sure to remind him of the error, quote unquote, of his ways. Once like citing an incident, Stating, quote, I remember coming back one day, said Temple, and she had cut her wrist. There was blood all over the bed, and she faked up a suicide attempt to really make Sid feel that he wouldn't leave her, even for a few hours. So, like, Nancy really had a flair for the dramatic. Like he, So Sid would leave to go shoot, you know, his scenes with the film, and she faked a suicide attempt just to get his attention. Be like, hey, you can't leave me. You have to stay here with me.
1: She sounds annoying.
0: I know. That's why I have like such a, a disappointed breath of air <laughs> whenever I see her name. So she faked this suicide attempt, and uh, I mean, okay, this is going to come in to the case later. Not only her suicidal tendencies, but also her, um you know, dramatic theatrics. So in August 1978, the couple moved to New York City, and. And got uh set up in a room number 100 of the manhattan's chelsea hotel which was famous mm. wait have you heard of this the chelsea hotel
1: oh yeah little the chelsea hotel
0: yeah. <laughs> that's like the sass you throw on you throw some stank on that oh
1: yeah
0: okay so as you're aware of it's a very famous hotel it housed a bunch of artists and like musicians that were like big in the 70s but it was also like just a den of chaos. You know, there's a lot of drugs, a lot of, you know, things going on. But it was perfect for them. I mean, it was like their home. It was like designed for Sid and Nancy to live in. Uh, one night of October 11th, while they were hosting a party in their tiny little room, Sid Vicious swallowed about 30 tablets of Tolanol, which is um, it's, it's basically just like a, a depressant i'm not completely sure what it is i can look it up but honestly i'm too lazy and everything's been breaking tonight so i'm scared that if i leave the page i'm on right now it'll just like stop recording altogether <laughs> so um he swallowed 30 tablets of Tylenol. not tylenol Tulinol. t-u-i-n-a-l if you know what that is send us an email comment on the instagram i don't fucking know uh help Hi. us learn stuff also do you have a plug oh. because i'd like to try it jk
1: damn how do you spell it t-o
0: uh t-u-i-n-a-l
1: t-u-i-n-a is tulanoth still available although
0: pops up (laughs) no but
1: i looked at it (laughs) so wait what is it so here it is as it was introduced as a sedative hypnotic um parentheses sleeping pill uh, medication in the late 1940s by Eli Lilly. It was produced brightly colored half reddish orange and half tur- turquoise blue gelatin capsules. Um, or capsule form, uh, Like the bullet shaped pole falls. I don't know what that is. Anyway. So they contained 50 milligrams, 100 milligrams, 200 milligrams of the barbiturate, whatever salts. The combination of the short acting barbiturate. Um. It just has a bunch of different names. So it put the users to sleep quickly and to keep them asleep through the night. And they discontinued the manufacturer of tunol or whatever in the United States due to diminishing use of barbiturates. So it was replaced by benzo and outpatient treatment because of its widespread
0: abuse. Okay, so it was like a sleeping pill, essentially. Yeah. Okay, so he took 30, 30 of those? Yeah, I took 30. Homeboy <laughs> partied hard. Jesus uh, Yeah. So on this night, October 11th, he took 30 of them and was comatose allegedly for most of the night, Ooh, the it, entire night.
1: Like and guests
0: came and went throughout the apartment like it was an open door type thing. At around 11 a.m. the following morning as the front desk began receiving calls of distress about a situation and guess what room? 100, the room that Sid and Nancy were staying in. A bellman discovered an underwear-clad sponge on the floor, bleeding profusely from a knife wound to her abdomen. Police determined that the knife... Fuck, where am I? Police determined that the knife used to kill Nancy was the identical um, knife used in the 007 film, which was like a flip knife, that Sid had pur- purchased on 42nd Street. Yeah, so it was his knife, and it, they knew it was his knife because he used to brag about it because he was like a big 007 fan. And he bought like the exact same knife that James Bond had in the movie. So it was already, you know, there was already drawing connections here. A day Sid Vicious was found wandering the hallway, reportedly wailing about how he killed her. When the police arrived, Sid was quoted saying, quote, I did it because I'm a dirty dog. End quote. (laughs) Yeah. dude, Trust me. It takes some twists and turns. There, there's some shit like he's already confessing, but there's some stuff. But anyway, his confession remained the nail in the coffin for those who believed he actually murdered Nancy. However, Sid Vicious gave many conflicting statements on what happened that night. Initially, he said the two had fought and he stabbed her. He never meant to kill her. He's like, oh, it was just an accident. We were fighting. He in the moment, blah, blah, blah. Later, he said Nancy fell on the knife. And finally, he said he didn't remember what happened. Because remember, he did take a lot of drugs. It was a party, so like he had so many different stories. So, this is the aftermath after um, Nancy died. Sid Vicious was released from jail on a 20, twenty-five thousand bail bond, which was paid for by Virgin Records. He later, trigger warning, attempted suicide ten days later uh, after Nancy's death by cutting his wrists with shards of broken light bulb of a broken light bulb. I don't know why it's broke. Broken English for no reason. <laughs> At Bellevue Hospital in New York City, he again attempted trigger warning, suicide. He tried to jump out of the window shouting, Jeez. I want to be with my Nancy. But the hospital staff, you know, stopped him. And uh, while he was out on bail, Sid Vicious uh, gave an interview where he said that Spongeon's death was inevitably, or not inevitably, it was inevitable. Like he said that it was going to happen and he said that it was meant to be, like it was meant to happen. He went on to say, quote, Nancy always said she'd die before she was 21, end quote. In the same interview, Sid continued his suicidal line of thinking, and he said he wanted to be, quote, under the ground, quote. So here's just a little um, fun fact to kind of add some levity to all the, you know, suicidal stuff, which is very heavy and I know hard to talk about for some people, hard to listen to. So here's just a little fun fact about Sid's legal battle. So even though Sid was a former sex pistol, he didn't have a whole lot of money. He actually threw all of it away on drugs and legal fees and stuff like that. Yeah, he was essentially broke. It was never reported at the time, but uh, later it became revealed that Rolling Stones singer Mick Jagger actually paid for Sid's legal representation. So with Jagger's lawyers on the case, all Sid had to do was lay low. Like, all he had to do (laughs) was be chill.
1: I bet he did not do that at all right
0: yeah that yeah that's not something he's good at <laughs> so he's out on Bell he had just attempted suicide twice on December 9th 1978 said vicious attacked um, okay so <laughs> before I get into the attack uh, Patty Smith um, is uh, another musician in the scene at the time it's a little background but he attacked her brother <laughs> at a concert in New York there was I don't know what the reasoning was but he attacked her and uh, he got arrested and sent to rikers island for a 55-day detox program so after his time spent in rikers island he was bailed out again on february 1st 1979 and placed in the custody of sex pistols manager michael mclaren after making bail fishes threw himself a party to celebrate his release he was like i'm out i just did a detox let's party <sighs> this guy i mean I, I don't know same thing with nancy i don't know whether to love them or hate them because like i know they had their own mental issues and their own things going on but at the same time they keep making the same mistakes like you think they'd learn <sighs> um i
1: don't know man some people just don't learn
0: <laughs> yeah and we haven't even gotten to how nancy died this is just kind of the aftermath i mean nobody re- I mean, we'll, uh, uh, no spoilers so anyway he throws himself apart he throws himself a party he was unaware that it would be his last party however
1: oh jesus
0: oh yeah 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 it's getting getting pretty hairy here so um, uh, his friends and his mother gathered for a party in uh greenwich village green witch god i hate that i have troubles with rs and w's green greenwich green That's the thing in new york
1: <laughs> it's like super expensive there that's like all old money
0: yeah yeah exactly like uh, uh-huh. yeah So they throw a party in that area of New York with his new girlfriend, uh, Michelle Robinson. According to reports, the party was very small, and they made spaghetti, and Vicious had a few beers. Like It was supposed to be like a a cool little kickback, apparently. However, that's kind of not how Sid rolls. So things started to get a little bit fuzzy. Later in the night, uh, members of the New York punk scene all showed up. And uh, Sid Vicious started taking copious amounts of drugs in spite of his recent detox. Vicious even managed to score heroin that was allegedly 80 to 98% pure. Oh,
1: and God. It was this
0: Yeah, and it was this batch that would actually lead to his death. On February 2nd, 1979, he was ruled dead by heroin overdose. While the official ruling was an overdose, it was speculated that his mother was involved in his death. 37 years later, in an interview with The Mirror... Uh, while promoting his new book, uh, Peter Graville Gray, stated, quote, not only did Sid's mother, Anne, buy him the fatal dose of heroin, she also administered it, end quote. Yeah, so Anne was, like, allegedly a piece Why of was she at the very end.
1: In- invited to the party. <laughs> Who invited <laughs> her? Did she just, like, I... how did she keep up with the Kardashians and just, like, decided to show up? to <laughs> that fucking party like that's like, what i want to know who gave her that invitation she kicked him out of the she was like it's either you or me he should have been like no mom it's either you or me you gotta like bye and then kick her out of his party like he had every right to do so Ugh. Yeah.
0: yeah she, uh, she
1: kept up with the kardashians and she found him what the <laughs> hell <laughs> I'm super, i hate her
0: I know. Well, honestly, I didn't look up too much information about, like, if they maintained a relationship during the whole sex pistols. or anything. They might have reconnected. I'm pretty sure there were sources, but I tried to stick to just, like, the case because I got way too into the backstory of the band and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I should stick to the main parts. Yeah. But anyway, so (sighs) it was alleged that she administered the the fatal dose to him. Yeah. Okay. So why this is, like, kind of – this investigation kind of hit like a a wall was because Anne. i don't know why i put beverly instead of her fucking name so she died of an overdose in 1996 so she was she was unable to confirm or deny whether you know she gave him the drugs or not moving on to uh, nancy's death sid never stood trial so if sid vicious had actually gone to trial maybe he would have You know given some light as to what have happened maybe he went back to jail either way we'll never know what actually happened that night we're gonna get into um the theories for uh nancy's death but here's some alternate theories to uh nancy's death number one was sid was unconscious many people came into the couple's rooms the night or couple's room the night that spongen had died mostly drug dealers both spongen and vicious were addicted to heroin and friends pointed out that there was no heroin to be found The couple tried to buy whatever drugs they could find to get high. You know, they were going through withdrawals. They were like, hey, I just want to get high. They invited everybody over. And as I mentioned, Sid had purchased 30 tablets of tunol, Tolanol, the thing, which was a strong sedative. And he ingested, you know, a bunch. So there's the theory that he was so unconscious that he didn't kill her. Like there's no way um, he he was just passed out. The second theory is that there was a suicide pact. After Vicious died from an overdose, his mother, Anne, found a suicide note in her son's possession. In the letter, Vicious explains that he wanted to reunite with Nancy. This letter also states that the couple made a pact, leading friends to believe that the two actually made a suicide pact that went wrong. We know that Vicious tried to slit his wrist a few weeks after Sponge's death, and the couple did tell an interviewer for a magazine that they planned to kill themselves months before their death. So, this is where, like... I don't know. Like it could have been a suicide pact gone wrong because they did tell an interview that they were planning to kill themselves together. Like that was their deal. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Uh, His his mom also.
1: I was gonna say, and the thing is, too, we never know what's said behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. So they could have had a conversation like, "Yo, let's, you know, let's 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 do this thing. Let's make this like pregnancy pact and just go through whatever, and just fucking, (laughs) yeah." (laughs) it's better than saying the other word but i guess you're like 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 yo bro let's go through with this this pregnancy pact and just fucking let's do it and then like i'll stab you first and then i'll you know who knows what they said behind closed doors or just being that nancy could have said like oh um I'm not going to live past 21. And she could have just been like, yo, just kill me first. Just leave me there to die. Just take all these pills and act like you were crazy or something. Like who knows? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's such
0: a frustrating case because it's like, I I, I don't know. I really don't know. And also like, it's it's just frustrating. Anyway, so uh, Anne, like, after this interview or whatever, Anne had contacted Sponge's parents after finding the note that Sid had allegedly wrote, a uh, written, wrote, that's not a word, asking if Vicious could be buried beside Spongeon, but her parents refused to allow it. Uh, Anne got vicious. Got vicious? Yeah, Anne got vicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anne! <laughs>
0: no uh and got sid uh, cremated secretly and sprinkled his ashes over nancy's grave so i know like we've been making fun of it and like really joking around and stuff like that but it is a tragic story that these two you know died under such circumstances and young we really are not making fun of them or trying to like bring them down or anything like that we're just trying to add some levity to the whole situation because it is a very horrible story i mean two young people died that didn't need to die like this could have been very easily prevented so just throwing that out there i know i hate to bring the mood down but i, I just want to make it clear we're not making fun of dead people we're just trying to not be sad while telling these stories
1: exactly if we were to do this podcast and be sad the whole time um well then i mean i'm already already have help but um <laughs> we need more help
0: <laughs> yeah, with better yeah. help use code somber <laughs>
1: We don't, know, we don't even have a single sponsor
0: i hope I we got got one box of,
1: god i hope not i bought one box of hello fresh and then canceled my subscription because i was like maybe i'm gonna manifest this in the future maybe they'll sponsor us and then i'll just be getting boxes for free that'd <laughs> be so cool when we just talk about them all the time because i mean the meals looked pretty cool and we didn't get to try one. We did to go eat Chinese food, but it was fine because I did a lot of laundry. But
0: anyway, this is another theory is that um, Nancy did kill herself because um, it's very possible she had attempted suicide multiple times. And, you know, she had the tendency to get jealous and try to, you know, get Sid's attention. And that was kind of her way of doing it. There was a musician and DJ called Howie Pyro. Who was with um vicious at the, at the night on the night he died, and he believes that Spongeon was probably responsible for her own death? He has stated that he does not believe Spongeon was above stabbing herself just just to get Sid's attention. Both Spongeon and Sid were known to self mutilate and her stabbing herself can't be ruled out. So that's just another thing. Like maybe he was so zoinked out on drugs and she was just trying to get him to pay attention to her. So she, mm-hmm. you know, took it to the extreme and it ended up in her passing away, and he was unable to help her because he was so messed up on drugs. So that's another theory. Uh there are a couple more. There is a theory that there was a man who actually killed her. Mm-hmm. So Days before Nancy's death, the couple had come into quite a bit of money. Um, not a whole bunch, but a reasonable amount. Vicious had just been paid in cash for his royalties uh, for the remake of his... Um, he covered Sinatra's song, My Way, which um, it's an okay cover. I've heard it. I'm not a fan, but <laughs> at the time, I can see how it you know was a bop. He had also been doing quite a few of solo shows around new york including um several like um or several at max's kansas city which was like a famous new york hangout back in the day and he was paid four thousand dollars per show so they were kind of papered up at the time like they got the muns they got all the muns huns yeah i mean at this time because they were poor They'd stayed poor, essentially, because they spent so much money on drugs. But at the time that the murder happened, they had some money. And mm-hmm. if there's money, there's usually somebody who wants to steal it, especially if they're associating with kind of the lower echelon of New York at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was estimated that the couple had around $24,000 at the ni- in the hotel at the night that Nancy was killed. But it was not found in the room when the police, you know, uh, investigated the crime scene. The money was never recorded and while some say police may have taken it others believe the money could have been a motive for the crime which would rule out sid as the killer and here comes a man called rockets Redglare. what That's the
1: fucking is that his actual is that his birth name like he no. came out of his mama rockets red glare
0: like that boy's name is rockets he's
1: is that his wait what's his real name
0: Okay, so that's his nickname. His real name is Michael Mora. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the <That's yeah>.
1: blame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Rockets Red Glare is a fucking eye-catcher, right? It's like,
1: I know. Yeah. I was like, bro. Wow, I'm going to name my firstborn.
0: Rockets. <laughs> now, I can get Rocket, but why the S? Why make it plural?
1: <laughs> Rockets Red Glare.
0: <laughs> so his real He's name like- was Michael Mora, and uh, he was an actor and comedian who sometimes worked as a bodyguard uh for an artist named jean michael best quiet
1: another john he's all yeah. about all well,
0: jean <laughs> but i'm assuming it's france so it's john <laughs> yeah. so anyway he was a bodyguard he was an actor a comedian and uh, he also would do bodyguard work for sid occasionally but he was also in the business of selling pills which uh, yeah allegedly nancy called uh michael around two thirty a.m the morning of her death asking for some pills some claim that michael was one of the last uh just wait one of the last to be seen at the chelsea hotel the day that nancy died and that it's possible he was responsible for her murder mur- mur- uh, murder for her murder, <laughs> murder. look see he went down he murdered her <laughs> So uh, it's believed he was responsible for the murder. Uh, this guy called Phil Strongman, which was he was an author of pretty vacant a history of punk, which is a st- like a, a book about punk rock and sex pistols stuff like that. Uh, he believes that Michael is responsible for Nancy's death. <laughs> While Michael was at the club CBGB in 1978, he admitted to other patrons that he was responsible for robbing and killing Nancy, and he even went as far as producing some dollar bills with blood on them as evidence. Where? I mean, this is all just, like, hearsay, though. Like, these are just stories a guy said okay. he saw at a club. I mean, the if Michael Wait, did show up to this club with blood dollar bills, it could have been anybody's blood. It could have been his blood. I mean, you know.
1: That's true. I mean, and that guy could have just wanted, like, his 15 second, seconds of fame, just like, hey. Exactly. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Mm-mm. This case is frustrating. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know right all all that lead up for like the actual meat I should have just like led with the meat I just felt like yeah I felt like the Sex Pistols needed a little recognition for all the youngins who don't know who they are
1: they do because they didn't even include Sid but you know what it's cool but they didn't need to. they needed that (laughs) I'm
0: buzzed (laughs) I know I like how so in all the episodes I've edited so far, it starts out, like, with so much fucking energy. And then towards the end of it, you can tell we're getting drunker and drunker. And it's like, okay, so the same fucking happened. Like, whatever.
1: Yes. I, want, I want a snack.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm actually at the, I'm at, the, I'm at the very end. So we're almost done. No, you're
1: good, you're good, bro. Take your time. Okay,
0: so police never spoke to Michael during their investigation, despite him visiting the hotel. Like, he was actually at the hotel. People have seen him. The police never spoke to him and uh unfortunately, he died in two thousand one of kidney failure, liver failure, cirrhosis, and hepatitis C at the age of fifty two so yeah never yeah I know he had all all the things that could have gone wrong <laughs> um,
1: point. I'm sorry I don't mean to laugh I'm already buzzed, but damn it's like the doctor is that bro, we can't like there's we can put you on the wait list, but you need to be on another wait list for another organ like. <laughs>
0: i mean
1: that's a lot of things he made it bud. to
0: 52 i mean that's kind of I mean, I know. With all that going on that's that's a pretty big bucket of win yeah for real damn but he never got to really tell his story no one really bothered to interview him or ask him any questions this wasn't brought to light till much later after his death now this is um the last theory so we're wrapping it up here it's another dude named michael <laughs> it's a different michael <laughs> oh the
1: Johns and all the Michaels.
0: I know, we got all the Johns, all the Michaels in this story. So, this other theory involves another guy named Michael. It's... Re- Damn! slam that class like Thor and shit. Another! <laughs> so, um... They placed this blame on another dude called Michael. Michael, he has no last name, because he was kind of just some wanderer, some dude. He was a young drug dealer who was acquaintances with Nancy and who was staying on the sixth floor of the Chelsea Hotel. Michael was also in Nancy's room the day that she was killed. So Michael returned to his room, and one of his roommates recalls Michael smiling and saying that Nancy was in a body bag and that Sid had killed her. Michael was also carrying a large wad of cash, which was tied up with Nancy's purple hair tie. The roommates told, <laughs> told others that they shared the information about Michael to the police, but nothing ever came of it. Michael ended up checking out of the hotel shortly after and was never seen of or heard of again. Like again, this is all hearsay. Like he has no last name. There is a record of Michael, a Michael staying on the sixth floor, but back then, you know, they didn't have electronic check-in. You just kind of wrote your name down and that, that was your room. So there's no real evidence that this happened, but you know, apparently some people that were staying there claimed that um, he killed her. As to whatever happened to Nancy that night, no one will ever really know. Same thing with Sid. Uh, You know, he could have OD'd himself. He did have suicidal tendencies. He was also a very heavy drug addict. And he had a very high percentage of um, pure heroin. So whether his mom administered it or not, still kind of up for debate. But both of their deaths are just kind of out there. No one really knows. And no one's really done a serious investigation on it because they were kind of you know quote-unquote unsavory people i mean no one really looked into it so Mm -hmm. that's does that that's the story that's the case uh i do have a few little things uh just talking about their after death and their memory and stuff like that and kind of bringing it in so although i was always fascinated in this case because of my love for the sex pistols what really got me invested was the 90 the 1986 film titled Sid and Nancy, starring a young Gary Oldman, which just like he plays Sid Vicious to a T. Like his acting is amazing. What makes it interesting is Courtney Love actually stars in this movie.
1: Oh, I yeah. Were say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like yeah. I like I read your little I read your little mind across the freaking <laughs> across the state over here. I was yeah. like, don't you dare say Courtney Love, bro. She yeah, played so, she played Nancy, didn't she? Well she, she didn't <laughs>
0: play Nancy, but she did she was in the movie. She played a heroin addict, so she was basically just playing herself. And this is before oh. this is before she met Kurt Cobain. This was like pre Nirvana, pre-her band Hole. Like she was just in this movie about Sid and Nancy, which she would later become the like next Sid and Nancy, quote unquote. So that's another. You know, case I might cover the whole Kurt Cobain thing, but no, for sure. know anyway, I thought I thought it was a little funny side note that Courtney Love just happened to be in a movie that kind of um...
1: reflected her life in the future. Mm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so that, that that's the end of the story. Thank you all for enduring uh, this <laughs> fucking stumble down a hill. Uh, again, listen, listen to what. Sorry, you you go. I feel like I, I've been talking. You you take over.
1: I don't want to take over shit because (laughs) no you go you go
0: you go (laughs) okay (laughs) okay so that's all that's the end of the story i'm really sorry if like we might have came off as you know goofy or shitty but also these notes were written in july we had to re-record this as you can tell we ranted or i ranted about how shitty life has been lately so um thank you all for sticking around listening please be sure to like subscribe comment if you feel like you have to but if you say anything mean we will cry and we will stop making this podcast we won't do that but
1: i <laughs> so will i will definitely yes you heard him
0: <laughs> yeah i can hear him
1: <laughs> you heard our sure.
0: even at the thought of you leaving a mean comment her dog cried if you leave a mean <laughs> comment her dog will cry and that's on you
1: he went oh <laughs> <laughs> um not only will he cry, I'll definitely cry. Um, but you know what? It's fine because I'll just delete your comment and- <laughs> <laughs> just I'm a toxic. I'm a toxic guy over here. I'm just do it <laughs> now. Um, but in the future, though, so um, so this is coming out before all the other episodes. But so we didn't have an Instagram made at that time. Or the YouTube channel. We didn't have shit made. But, okay, so now we have an Instagram. We have our email. We have a YouTube. We're still working on other things. You know, it's just life, guys. But um, definitely give us a follow. It's at Somber Spirits. Is it just Somber Spirits or is it Somber Spirits podcast? I think you just put it, it somber. somber
0: Spirits. Again, we're professionals here. We know our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I think it's at yes. um, um, I take podcast. it back. So, yes, so it's at Somber Spirits podcasts all one word obviously um very cool little we only have one post we have a few (laughs) little stories going on but i mean hey it'll grow um there's also a link in our instagram to get to our youtube to how you can listen and once we get on spotify or hopefully apple or podcasts on an apple Hopefully we can get to that. Um, on just an see apple? to figure out the technicalities. in an apple, you said
0: on an apple. Yeah, you can listen to our <laughs> podcast directly on an apple. Just plug your <laughs> headphone jack directly into. And Granny Smith, you can't do it with any other apple. It has to be a Granny Nothing Smith. Nothing else. Yeah, and yeah, so can it, hear our podcast. Yeah, we have a, a sponsorship yes. with uh, with uh, Granny Smith. Actually speaking, which if you use uh, promo code Sombre <laughs> when ordering Granny Smith's apples, you will get nothing you yeah, will get absolutely nothing
1: at your local atv
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: they're like bro what um anyway <laughs> yes so i
0: don't <laughs> <laughs> i don't know
1: what else to do i
0: just yeah, uh, I literally
1: chill here the whole time and listen to your story oh in the future though so it's not going to be this one so i'm going to actually start doing minisodes i have Cause I'm not. I don't have the stamina to talk as long as Aaron. Cause I talk all day on phones. So I just <laughs> I like to chill back and get fucked up. And, but in the future, though, I'll definitely do minisodes. We'll probably do those um, before Aaron does his feel his little thing, because you know yeah. Aaron's more organized and he's a little bit more professional than I am. So mine will be just like a little. Little sprinkle of, of of things, so
0: yeah. Well, actually, the mini episodes will probably release individually. We'll probably just put them out. Um, right now, we're looking at releasing one full length episode per week, and maybe like one mini minisode. I don't know, maybe like twice a month if you're filling up to it, something like that. I don't know. We're talking business yeah. on the podcast, so. We'll probably release that midweek, maybe like on a Wednesday or something. I don't know. We're, just, we're still figuring things out, but definitely give our Instagram a follow. Uh, follow our YouTube channel. As Danielle said, email us too. Oh shit. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We have an email. What's our email? <laughs> Was it somber spirits podcast at Gmail or is it just somber spirits at Gmail? I fucking don't know. Hold exactly. on.
1: It's somber spirits podcast at gmail.com. So, um, I mean, I'd be really surprised if we get actual email. I'd be like, I heard it's spam, and then we'd probably delete it, but then we'd add it back. (laughs) But please email us. We'd love if you want to give us some stories, any recommendations. There's a few things I'm looking at personally. I would love to listen to. What the fucking bug is that? I would love to listen. (laughs) Hold on. I got to kill a bug. Did I get it? Oh my god look at it
0: oh wait what wait. is that wait where'd it go
1: oh my god oh my god did i drop it on myself mm-hmm. <laughs> where'd it go i killed it for sure killed it you know what did it follow my claws oh my why okay i lost my train of thought i'm sorry
0: oh um you were saying oh send us an email of like um story suggestions we don't all we don't just cover murder cases we also cover like paranormal ufo stuff uh, cryptids uh, anything that's kind of in the realm of spooky or supernatural like feel free to send us your own personal stories because we would like to start doing listener stories which is i know it's kind of copying other podcasts but we find it interesting it's a way for us to connect with an audience so if you have like a story um a paranormal one or like a ufo one feel free to send it into our email but please put it in a subject like put the subject title so that way we can organize it and keep everything kind of all put together uh mm-hmm. also feel free to send us movies we should watch because one of the things we want to do is start doing movie reviews so uh it, we would prefer it if it's horror but oh sorry Danielle, go ahead
1: i have a few i want to cover yes movies oh okay yeah exactly. <laughs> So we'll definitely do mini sodes on those too. So when I do mini sodes, they'll basically be everything that we talk about. Movies as well. Um so yeah, just give us all those suggestions and let's take off from there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Again, I cannot thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us and all this chaotic mess that we've put you through. Um mm-hmm. I guess this is us signing off. I don't I know the episodes after this have like a catchphrase, but for the life of me I cannot fucking remember what it is. Was it like stay boozy Mm -hmm. and stay something? Stay spooky and boozy?
1: Stay spoozy? Stay spoozy? Stay
0: loozy boozy? I don't know. What was it? I guess we'll see you guys in the next episodes, which were actually the earlier episodes, as we've mentioned a thousand times. So Uh, enjoy your night, evening, day, drive at work, whatever the fuck it is. We're just happy to be in your ear holes, delivering you the goodness so uh, until next time i'm Aaron and i'm danielle and this is summer spirits you motherfuckers we love you <laughs> good night
1: <laughs> okay bye <laughs>